The Poe Politicking Show is brought to you by Audible. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, Audible is great for any continuous learner wanting to grow and expand their knowledge and insight. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O-Audio and get an audiobook of your choice free with a 30-day trial. After the trial, your paid membership will begin at $14.95 per month. With your membership, you will receive one credit every month, good for an audiobook on Audible. Cancel before your trial ends and you will not be charged. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O-Audio and download a free book by Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Napoleon Hill, Les Brown, Damon John, and more. Always remember that knowledge is power. Popolitikin.com You are now politicking with Pope on Popolitikin.com. I don't know how y'all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Popolitikin. We get busy. Here's another Popolitikin.com exclusive. Run it, 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 This your boy Moby Dick, you heard me? The legendary OG Moby Dick, you heard me from Beast by the Pound No Limit. And I'm over here chilling with my boy on Pope Politicking. We getting it in, you heard me? Let's go. Niggas just don't know that I'm taxing all these hoes And these hoes won't ride with me But these hoes can't ride for free Niggas just don't know that I'm taxing all these hoes And these hoes won't ride with me But these hoes can't ride for free Well check this out, I slips on this, I dips on this She be thinking, ride home, I be like holiday in Because y'all can't ride Believe me, so when you see me, it just ain't gonna be that easy I just think you can ride for free I pay for the gas, you don't give up the ass Nigga, please, cause I'll be a hustler Must I spell them all in ABC? Or do you get the pick? Don't make me hit you But I don't hit sick one, I hit you for fun Smashing like plastic that gets the gun Cause I ain't no joke Think you ride for free, I can't drive for free Hoes won't ride with me, but these hoes can't ride. 
watch how who you take home. Last night she looked like Holly Berry, and today she looked like Grace Jones. The first time they won like on their plate, but um after that they won like lobster and steak. Now the club be the best place, they work be the worst place. Not time I tip, I never been past the first day. But see it's like this, I'm acting bad. If you wanna get taxi, ho, call up for cat. Yeah, bitch, jump in the motherfucking buck. Cause you never ride in the bed. But I ain't mad at you. You know what I'm saying? Cause you got a nigga getting your hair done, getting your nails done. But see me and my little brother sit. We gon' reverse the game on you bitches. You know what I'm saying, bitch? You can take me to the barber shop. <laughs> you can put some motherfucking gold on my fingers. <laughs> you can put some motherfucking gold around my motherfucking fingers. Nigga, head. just don't know that I'm taxing all these hoes. And these hoes won't ride with me. But these hoes can't ride for free. They wanna have sex with me. Politicking.com
for two rocks My block be crazy, my homie pushing daisies Never had a chance to see his unborn baby Ain't that sad black, rolling in the Cadillac 415 whoopers bumping behind him, hitting him in the back Dad, who gives a damn? Cause when you gone, ain't no coming back to my home And the dead and gone too stone Living me a thug like pot Cause I done got the world hooked on ice cream I mean these gangster rock and slangin' me cake we bangin' Study hangin' on the block Keep my product in my socks Ready to rock Open up shop cause it's all good Mr. Ice Cream Man, I call me Mr. Rogers of the neighborhood I'm violent, rowdy, gangster fire This your boy Moby Dick, you hear me? The legendary OG Moby Dick, you hear me? From Beast by the Pound No Limit. And I'm over here chilling with my boy on pole, politicking. We getting it in, you hear me? Let's go.
Politicking.com This is going out to all my chiefs out there My children of the corn worldwide I know they got point in times in y'all life And y'all feel like the weight of the world is on y'all shoulders And everything that could go wrong just go wrong
This your boy Moby Dick, you heard me? The legendary OG Moby Dick, you heard me from Beast by the Pound No Limit. And I'm over here chilling with my boy on Pope Politicking. We getting it in, you heard me? Let's go. That's right, y'all. I guess I should let you know what being an ice cream man is all about. Since it's an ice cream man theme song. But what I want you to do for me is like to we lay back and we're gonna take a ride. <laughs> Way to sack down. Now I got my get now. You bitches better raise up off the tip of us players trying to strive and stay alive. Fuck a nine to five. I'm all about the paper. Niggas trying to taste the million dollar spot with a Glock and a cake. We some max like Goldie. Y'all can't hold me. I'm Elijah Wine dunking on you in your home. Cause we in this shit deep trying to get mine. Fuck all that cuz. Kick the fucking chorus line. Gives a damn if you make it back home Cause my auntie on dope My little homies out there in the hood Pushing hella coke So I try to get fronted a bumper I mean a $50 dub on a come up Dope in my all-stars just got a song off Wait for me to fall off But I won't get hauled off In the casket I'm all about blasting Dope be the cabbage You know that makes me a savage I guess that makes me a cheap 
Cause I done flipped in half an ounce to a quarter key On up, come up and bubbling up and doubling up And all these niggas jealous cause the peace selling quarters, bruh In the hood like ice cream All y'all niggas gonna check me out, I'm killing with that triple B And y'all mad cause I'm rich and famous Just like Amos, but still a gangster So call me a hustler And if you a player, hater, nigga, then your name will be Mr. Buster And no limit, niggas don't like players We got them motherfucking regulators Nine millimeter full of strap Yo, cuz, bust motherfucking I'm just a player from around the way I'm hustling just to see another day I'm just a player from around the way I'm hustling just to see another day Master P is
calling, hogging the dogging. Where I'm from, it's stalling, it's stalling. They kill from me calling. Seven diggers, no business is hauling. The ghetto rewarding. It's cracked at my back like a spawn. I've been through it all. The thing I promise him for us all. But that don't mean we gon' get end up in fall. That's on my last two dollars. If it is in it, then that's it in my pocket. If you're bad, bitch, go on and stop it. Whoa, look, on four way back, I spent raps like Mac 11. 24 way to heaven, choose one. Then sold it 585. Can't even count the times a nigga have that guy. Know ya, you can look bad or jump shy. Or you can pull up in the six and just make them whole sick. Struggle or strive. You choose. My dog, keep all that shit to you. You heard me? And tell them hoes. Oh, shut the door. Keep it. Walk, 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 walk. We get the bags of bottles. Drop, 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 drop. We hit the club and keep it. Drop, 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 drop. Don't make a nigga house a dog. Don't make a nigga have to. Oh, I'm tripping.
Politicking, self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you download our app on iTunes and Android. We on there. I'm now politicking with the one, the only, Moby Dick. How you doing, bro? Oh, man, I'm blessed and highly favored by the most high, my brother. Yeah, I want to say, man, it's, it's really uh, an honor to have you on the show because, like, I had made a post and I was saying how, like, Body Body changed my life because, like, once I heard that song, I just knew I was going to be doing something in music. And then with No Limit, it was always the beats that got me. So it's kind of like I'm doing this because of you, you know? <laughs> it's yeah, all good, it's real, man. man it's real. So it's kind of like full circle for me. So it's really, it's really uh, like back then, I didn't even think I'll be doing that stuff. It just I just fell in love with it. But I'm still, like, I've been doing this for eight years, man. It's, it's really like you influenced me indirectly, you know? Then you know it. God is great, man. God is great, man. And that, and um, it's a blessing to know that God gave me the gift of influence, you know what I'm saying? And especially for something good, when you use it for good, you know what I'm saying? So that that's a blessing within itself, man. All right. And then they, so they, I was reading your bio and everything. I was reading about you before we got started. So they were saying you're, you're the founder of Beats by the Pound. So I just want you to just kind of give us the whole... It's probably might be a long interview, but kind of just give us the background a little bit. How, like, from your perspective, Beast by the Pound, No Limit, how it started, just just your perspective of everything. Well, I wouldn't have came up with the idea of Beast by the Pound had uh, me and KLC not hooked up in Oakland, California. Well, to be exact, uh, Haywood, California. Um, he he was up there. Prior to me, I think a few months before me, P had sent for him via Servon. Okay, Servon had uh, turned P, P and uh, KLC onto each other. And uh, they met. And P sent for him because KLC was uh, Servon's producer. He had a label called uh, Parkway Pumping Records. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and at the same time, we had a label called Starving Artist Entertainment, in which I had a group called Critical Condition. And he, his group was 3-9 Posse. He and Poisonous Dart and some other guys. And Servon was part of that, uh, that affiliation, so to say. And um, I went up there in the spring of 1994. Okay? No, I, I take that back to fall of 1994. After I had ran into my cousin inadvertently with a road trip with, with me and my fraternity brothers of Omega Psi Phi, uh, coming from Wichita, Kansas, on the way to the Bayou Classic in New Orleans. And we made a stop, an overnight stop, in Dallas, Texas. And um, one of my frat, two of my frat brothers were the bouncers at this club called The Spot that was owned by Drew Pearson in North Dallas. Mm. And when we stopped through there, 
when, when we got in the club, you know, we got in there for free because my, my fraternity brothers had access to the door. So me and three, two other fraternity brothers got in the club and we were in there for, you know, about 10 minutes. And next thing you know, shots rang out. And when the shots rang out, we ran for cover. You know, of course, that's that's the innate thing to do when you hear shots in an enclosed environment. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, me, me and one of my friend brothers, we wound up in the women's bathroom, and uh, we waited for the smoke to, smoke to clear. Cause we had been in, in uh, similar incidents before in Wichita, Kansas, was, which is the wild, wild Midwest. You know what I'm saying? They bought them pistols out there. Uh-huh. So we, we were, you know, it was one of them things we knew to take cover, okay? So when we came out and the smoke cleared, uh, we're trying to make our way out of the club. And one of my frat brothers tapped me on the shoulder because someone was beckoning for me from the DJ booth after, you know, after this incident happened. So when I turned around to see who it was, it was my cousin who I hadn't seen in six years, Master P, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I said, man, that's my cousin. And he pointed at me smiling and all that type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? So we went up there and he's like, what you doing here? And I'm like, what you doing in here? You know what I'm saying? And um, he told me he was promoting for um, for the ghettos trying to kill me. And also he had a, a, a compilation called High for Christmas. And it was him, Big Ed, Silk. And King George, they were all in the DJ booth. And um, so we went to chopping it up. He asked me if I still do music and yada, yada, yada. Because prior to that, I hadn't seen him since um, Kevin's funeral. Remember, he always talked about Kevin Miller. Kevin Miller. Yeah. That's the last time I had seen him. And that, I think that was in like 90, something like that, 90 or 91, something like that. In New Orleans, I had seen him at Kevin's funeral. That's the last time I seen him. He had told me he was he had got his record label started. That was yeah. That that's the last time I seen him. And he had let me hear some stuff on a um, on a cassette. You know, cassettes was yeah popular. back then. <laughs> yeah, and he let me hear some stuff, and I was like, yeah, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't accustomed to the Bay Area sound, and you know, yeah, I was on some East Coast and South stuff. You know what I'm saying? And also the uh, the L A. Uh, G-Funk stuff, you know, that's that was my my taste, my preference, you know what I'm saying? So I wasn't accustomed to the berry flavor. But anyway, fast forward. Um, he sent for me about two weeks after that incident. I went on up there, and um, Servon was there. Servon and, um, and C. Murder greeted me. They came picking me up from the airport in uh, Frisco. And, you know, it was a big old family reunion. I didn't know Servon at, at all, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we just got we just got affiliated with each other through that, you know, because, like I'm saying, I think Servon and C. Murder had a relationship through playing basketball, you know, in, in New Orleans. But anyway, um, so weeks passed, and I'm up there, we're getting settled and stuff up there in Haywood, and we go pick up KLC from the airport. I didn't know who we were going to pick up at the time. I didn't know. All right, so uh, 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 well, I'm going to pick up my boy, man. I'm going to pick up KL. No, he called him Craig. Called him Craig. I'm going to pick up Craig from the from the airport. Yada yada yada. And then when when he when we when we finally met face to face, I'm like, he pointed at me. He's like, I know you from somewhere. I'm like, I, I know. He's like, where we met before. And, and like I said, he had his label. Parkway Pump, and I had mine, Starving Artist, with my cousin, Merrick Young, better known as Money McNasty. And um, so 
we had met, I would say, I think it's the 199, no, it was 92 or, yeah, it was 92. And no, 90, yeah, it was 92. And we had the same concert promoter. His name was uh, Bobby Marchand. God bless the day, you know, rest in peace, Bobby Marchand. He was a concert promoter and he was promoting a lot of the, uh, the earlier rap groups back in New Orleans and in, in Louisiana. He was, he was a big concert promoter. So he, we had the same promoter and we had a show in my hometown of Syracuseville, Louisiana. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't have a DJ. So he, he served as our, I asked him at that time, you know, would you mind being a DJ? And, and, and also they had bought their drum machine with an MPC 60, the Akai MPC 60 backstage. They were like going through it. Like I said, well, we just got one of those as well, you know, and that's how we, you know, recognize each other in California from that incident at home. Mm -hmm. And so when we, when we figured that we were going to be up there for a while together and working in the same space in, um, in uh, Richmond, no, not Richmond. I'm sorry, Haywood. He, um, I, I made the, uh, the suggestion. I said, "Well, look, since we're gonna be occupying the same space, uh, why don't we become a production team?" So I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? He, he said, "Sound fire like that because I, 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 I admired the work that he was doing. And he admired the work that I was doing." He said, and, "And we, we, we function as like pretty much a team anyway." You know what I'm saying? We were sharing the work and we were waking up on side equipment, going to sleep on side equipment. And I said, well, since we're going to be doing, we're going to be here, let's be, let's be a team. And he said, yeah, but what are we going to call ourselves? I said, man, our beats be pounding, man, and we got a whole lot of them. It's like we do them all day, you know what I'm saying? And he said, man, that's, that's dope. And I said, well, why don't we call ourselves Beats by the Pound? He said, man, that shit fire. You know what I'm saying? So... So we put it together. I went and got some, uh, I'm going to start the drawing stuff, you know, because we were sketch artists as well. And I started making up business cards and stuff, you know what I'm saying? And um, and next thing you know, we bought it to P. He was like, yeah, man, I like that. I got beats by the pound. And that's how that happened. And then later on, through Serve again, through Serve On, Serve On was bringing music to California for our Silk's album. For the uh, Silk the Shocker album, and he was bringing music from Craig for Craig B because he had an affiliation with Craig B as well. And we were listening to some of those beats, and he was like, we were like, me and Kel were like, man, who's this dude? This dude jamming, you know? He had a good little funky sound, and um, so uh, we we met Craig B later on when we moved we moved the operation back to Louisiana, and we finally got to meet Craig B in the flesh. Cause he was working at, uh, I think, uh, Mike Anderson's at that time in New Orleans, in New Orleans Center, which is the mall attached adjacent to uh, the the, uh, the Superdome. And um, he, we asked if he wanted to be a member of the team, and he like, yeah, let's ride. So we packed up, went on went on down to New Orleans, and he he bought his ASR ten, cause that's what he was uh, producing on doing his beat song. And uh, we bought his ASR ten up there, our MPC sixties, and the other stuff that we had. And he, we added him on. And years later, I think Mia was already bringing music for o, that she had from Odell via her affiliation with Manny Fresh. Mm -hmm. Odell was Manny Fresh's keyboard player, mm -hmm. and he all that's you remember that remember that uh drag him in the river mm -hmm. that that that, that uh, boy. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
That was Odell on everything except the drums. Oh. Hmm. Okay? Every, the whole thing except the drum, Manny Fresh did the drums on it, and, and Odell played everything. I found that out later on. But uh, he was Manny Fresh's uh, keyboard player. And um, Mia X, I think Mia X and Manny Fresh, they were part of a group, you know, way back in the day, I think in the uh, late 80s or early 90s and stuff like that. And they had that affiliation. So she was bringing his music to uh California as well, as well as bringing it to uh, New Orleans. So we was listening to the beats that, that she was bringing to his on the cassette as well. We're like, man, this dude dope as a motherfucker. Okay, so when she brought him around, we said, well, look, we already was liking your sound. We already was digging your sound. We asked him if he wanted to be a member of Beast by the Pound. He obliged, and he became the fourth member of Beast by the Pound. Okay? And then after that, I would say, I would say about 97 or 98, when we did, we, we had did a spread for the Vibe magazine. And P asked us if we would mind adding Carlos to the equation. Carlos, uh, Celos Beats, Carlos uh, Stevens. Carlos was already an affiliate of No Limit because we did a lot of the earlier work with his uh, at his studio that was across the river on the West Bank of New Orleans. And uh, we were using this facility when we moved the operation from um, California back to Louisiana. And that was our, uh, our primary spot where we would record. So we did, uh, whose album we did that? We did the rest of Trey, half of Trey, eight, Trey 8's album there. And we did uh, Skull Duggery's album and some of Mia X's album and some of uh, Silk Shocker's album over there at, at Carlos Studio. And um, so being that we already had a relationship, he felt that it made sense to add him to the equation. And, you know, because he was he was a loyal, um, he was a loyal uh, affiliate of, of P's. You know what I'm saying? And we formed the brotherhood and, and an affiliation. We said, yeah, we're going on and add him to the equation. But, of course, we had, my thing was, you know, we already was solidified, but we need to show that you're going to, you need to show us that you're going to be, part of the Beast by the Pound Brotherhood. So we did a little slight initiation thing with him. You know what I'm saying? And, and he, he, he agreed to it, and he did it, and he became the fifth member of Beast by the Pound. And, that, and that's that's the Beast by the Pound, uh, should I say, Voltron story. You know what I'm but saying? I'm saying so, uh, but didn't he change the name to the Medicine Man? Yeah, we changed the name to the Medicine Man when we, when we left in 1999. You know, we left due to, you know, a disagreement that we had with with, uh, with with Master P. We had a disagreement, and we walked, you know what I'm saying? And um, Carlos chose to stay, in which, you know, respectfully he did, you know what I'm saying? He chose to stay for, for his reasons that were valid to him. He, he stayed there and, you know, wrote it out as long as he could. But we, when the, the, the four of us, me, KLC, Craig, being in Odell, when we walked away, uh, you know, he was using, P had other guys because he didn't want everybody to know that we walked away. You know, that, that would have been a bad look for him, and it was a bad look. And um, he started using other guys 
a guy, I know he had a guy by the name of Sugar Bear, some other guys and stuff. He started claiming them to be beast by the pound. Mm. That's when you started hearing the 504 boys, the ghetto postage, and uh, whatever he, with the name, the one of the, uh, it was a Tupac title that he had to his album. What, did, he, uh, only, did he own the name? He trademarked the name or something? No, he claimed that he trademarked the name, but he didn't. Oh, you know okay. I mean? That was a diversionary tactic, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, you know, so when. We we suspected that he did something like that underhanded, you know, trying to um, so-called, you know, put a chokehold on us, so to say, or to uh, get us to come back some kind of way. But um, but we didn't. So he, he he took it upon himself to use our name, you know, without without our faces. And the fans knew better, you know. what I'm saying people, right. you know, people coming back to us saying, "Man, that ain't y'all." We yeah, know the sound. Beats sound different. <laughs> He like, sound differently, you know, yeah. and that's no disrespect to those guys. You know, what I'm saying they, you know, they just was hired. They got hired, and they wanted, you know, get their career on the road. But everybody knew knew better. You know, what I'm saying our fans knew better. But we changed our name because we got wind of that, and we came, We was like, okay, you could change the name, but we we, we gonna keep the sound. And prior to us leaving, to uh. Leaving Beast by the Palm towards the end, I mean, I'm not leaving Beast by, but leaving uh, No Limit. Towards the end, I would say, I would say like about around the time that uh, Gangsta Harmony had came out. You know, we had, cause we had our own language between Beast by the Pound. We had our own language, and when we, you know, when we hear a good beat that was banging and stuff like that, and it had a good sound to it, we would call it that medicine. Okay, man, that's that medicine. That's that dope. That's that medicine. You know what I'm saying? So you know, and that that's the language we had we had developed between us. And and after leaving that, we said, okay, we gotta name ourselves something. And here we go again. Now I, I was the one that was good good at coming up with titles and names and stuff. And the rest of the fellas would agree on it. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you know, if it was a dope name. So I say, well, um. Uh, why we call ourselves the medicine men, you know, since we always say that our music is that medicine. And they would say, yeah, that's dope again, woo the woo the woo So we roll with the medicine men. And the first album that we produced as the medicine men was uh, the Cain and Abel, uh, most, I, I think it was the most wanted, when they had the most wanted label, mm-hmm. and had, cause after they had left the label, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and that, that's when we took the medicine men name and we got our own label, we formed our own label called Overdose Entertainment, which was consistent with the name Medicine Man. And we went to use that with uh, our artist Six Shot and, you know, so on and so forth, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, so So since No Limit, like, who are some of the artists and projects y'all been doing? I guess people probably got confused since the name changed and everything, so they probably, so who was, what are some of the projects you did? Well, post No Limit... Um, the most notable ones would be Ludacris. Mm. Would be Ludacris, and we did those not as a collective, but as ambassadors of Beast by the Pound slash the Medicine Men. Okay, KL, he had did the infamous "Move, Bitch, Get Out the Way" with Ludacris, mm. and so you know that that kicked that kicked some doors down, and you know that sound, that KLC sound was prevalent with that with the drums and. You know what I'm saying, and, and the horn blast. So is, and all. is that why Miss was on it? 
Or they were just matter of fact, that song KL <laughs> can tell you that story, man. KL can tell you that story better than me. But from what I got from KL, KL told me that and told us that that song was initially for Mystical and he turned it down. Hmm. Okay, so when Ludacris got got the beat and he purchased the beat, he wanted to feature Mystical on it, and that's how that happened. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it inadvertently became his song anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he smashed that motherfucker. All right. And then, and so you was talking about how you came up. So let's, let's talk about how you came up with your name. <laughs> my name my name started with the uh, the last the last syllable of that name would be Dick, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was my hood name. Uh, okay, like everybody got a hood name, right? You know, I was... I would say, you know, every hood has somebody with a hood name like Bubba, you know what I'm saying, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Dick was my hood name, you know what I'm saying? And that, you know, because Dick is pretty much short for Richard or Raymond or stuff like that uh -huh. in, in Welsh and English and stuff like that. And uh, so that's that was a name that, that I had that was short for a college name that, I, that I'd adopted called when I marched in, no, not marched in the band, when I was uh, in the fraternity in, uh, at Nickel State. And my frat, my frat name was Dickaloo. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so Dick was short for Dickaloo. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? And um, so that that was a that was a uh, a rare nickname, of course. You know what I'm saying? In those parts, in that that part of the world. So I was one of another Dickaloo. I knew another Dickaloo that I marched with in Southern Un Southern University band. So we both had the same nickname. You understand what I'm saying? It was it was crazy. But anyway, so Dick was short for Dick or Lou, all right? And I took that name and said, okay, when I when I knew that I was going to do this, I needed a, a, a pen name. You know what I'm saying? So I had several pen names prior to that. First pen name was Ambassador Smooth Scholar, okay? <laughs> I was like, you know, because I was into the, the, the intelligent yeah. content. Baby, turn the light on because you can't see me. I was into the intelligent content, you know what I'm saying? I always had intelligent content and conscious lyrics. So that was my first, because a lot of people don't know that I rap as well, you know what I'm saying? So I was a rapper slash producer and musician and vocalist, you know, R&B vocalist. So, you know, I wore many hats, always did. But anyway, so I'm like, okay, when I, when I made the transition to No Limit, I said, I'm not going to use Ambassador Smooth Scholar. Okay, I'm not going to use that. I'm uh, going on and use, I said, I'm going on and use Moby Dick because, you know, I got the name Moby from the, the Moby portion from, uh, what's his name? A lot of people used to say I looked at him. I used to hate, hate when people say I look like him. But uh, it's no disrespect to him. <laughs> people, a lot of people thought I looked like, uh, what his name, especially in college, College, uh, 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 the one who did School Days, uh, with his name, you know who I'm talking about. Four <laughs> eggs and a mule, dude. Yeah, the four eggs and a mule, dude. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. Uh, uh, Spike Lee, Spike Lee. Uh, a lot of people thought, thought I had facial similarities to Spike Lee. Oh, I'm like hell no. Yeah, you know. That's no. No disrespect for Spike Lee. He one of, he's one of my favorite film 
film directors of all time. I really like Spike Lee, but no. But the thing is, I didn't see no similarities there. I was my own person, just like people used to say I was the Nate Dog of the South and stuff like that. That was actually the next question I was about to ask you because I was gonna say to me, yeah. I kind of did get that feeling. So you didn't you didn't agree with that? Well, well, because Nate pretty much set the tone for. Uh, but let let me finish with the movie, Dick. Let me finish the movie, Dick. Mo, Mo B is short for Mo Better. Remember, he, he had the movie called Mo Better Blue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I took at that as a, as a you know, as a, uh, should I say, a sarcastic approach at people saying that I look like Spike Lee. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm like, I'm Dick. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm Dick or Lou. So, <laughs> so I, used, I took both of those together and said, okay, since everybody don't say I look like Spike Lee, well, how, how about this? My name is Moby Dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I said, I put Mo, Mo Better Dick. You understand? <laughs> the B is for better. You understand what I'm saying? So, that, so the, the, the full thing, the meaning of that is that every day, I attempt to be a better person, a better dick, a better dick of loot. Every day, that, that is my quest in life, to be better every day. So that's, you know, a lot of people took it as as something pornographic and stuff like yeah. that. You have a big wang dang doodle, whatever, you're hanging low, all that type of stuff. And then, you know, always, and, and the good thing about that name is that it, it, it was a conversation piece. Just like you asked me that right. question, it raises the question, you know what I'm saying? And, that, and there you have it. Now, what was the, the, the other thing you're talking about? The, uh, the, Nate, Dog. the uh, Nate Dog of the South. Um, Nate Dog, you know, of course, we, we pretty much followed the uh, death row template pretty much when it comes to gangster music and the death row and the NWA template, being that we were already established with um, Priority Records, okay? And they had... Um, Ice Cube was on the label at the time, but you know, or before we uh, No Limit had got part of that situation, and um, so you know, I think they had created a model so far as gangster rap, and then with Nate Dogg being part of the uh, Dog Pound or an affiliate of the Dog Pound, rest in peace, Nate Dogg. You know, what I'm saying I met him was a real cool guy and stuff, and um, they took that as No Limits. Um, answer to Nate Dogg and that really wasn't done intentionally you know what I'm saying because like like I'm saying I had already was singing before I even knew who a Nate Dogg was I was already singing on the music that we did for um that I did with uh Critical Condition on the label you know that that I own you know what I'm saying and I was already always a singer you know it just so happened that we were two dudes doing the same thing from two part two parts of the world and it was just the fans took it up on themselves to say, "Yeah, he's a Nate Dogg of the South," and that's how that happened. And then I don't know. I said I kind I kind of like uh, always like found like a, like a humorous aspect of you and your music. Was you doing that on purpose or not really? Because even like yeah. the album cover, how you in the, in the purple suit and everything, that, I just thought that was kind of funny to me back in the day. Well, I'm gonna put it to you like this here: the Gangsta Harmony, that whole thing was mo was uh. Was Percy's idea? It was Master P's idea? Mm -hmm. I never in my life intended on being a solo artist. Okay, never. But it happened as a result of me singing on so many hooks. You know, early on 
in my tenure of No Limit. You know what I'm saying? From the ice cream man to the niggas just don't know. That's it right there from the freeloaders yeah. and, you know, I, uh, mama, I don't want to see you cry no more tears, so on and so forth. That freeloader, that's shit, that freeloader though, man. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, yes. shit right and, there. That's and I came up. And I came up with that concept as well. I came up with that concept. The title of the song and the concept and the content of it. I came up with that concept and then P and Silk filled in the blanks. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we, we, we were one-two combination like that. You know? But anyway, um, so with that, I did have a, a humor. Cause I'm, you know, I, ha I have a dark humor to myself. You know, naturally I have dark humor. You know, I ask crazy questions and stuff like that just to get a rise out of some people you know what i'm saying that's just my that's just if people if you know who i am I, i'm that type of guy but you know i ain't no i ain't no nothing to be fucked with on mm -hmm. on real you know what i'm saying that's just my that's just for me you know what i'm saying that's for me to get you know if i can get my little kicks off it you know what i'm saying but yeah a lot of that stuff was done intentionally you know what I'm saying the humorous parts of stuff you know because laughter is, is the best medicine you understand what I'm saying? And uh, some of those facial expressions I would make was for, you know, just for to get the rise out of people. Like, what the fuck up with that dude? So a lot of people even considered me the old dirty of No Limit. Yeah. I, I got that too. The old dirty <laughs> bastard of No Limit, you know? All right. So so what do you think about the, the new generation, like the new producers and the new artists, new music you're listening to? Who, who, you, who you like right now? Well... I, w I would say um, production-wise, let me see. I like Tyler the Creator. Hmm. He's a sick bastard. I, I like I like it. I'm liking for his creativity because he dares to go there. I'm saying I like Tyler the Creator because he sticks out and he don't sound like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Um, who else could I go to? I would say Shorty Red. Shorty Red is a pretty much an offspring of us. You know what I'm saying? He he would tell you that himself. He he's one of our offspring. Uh, and I also would say uh, Drummer Boy. Drummer Boy is an offspring of us. Hmm. You know, and uh, because you know they were raised on our music, so they was influenced. So you know, it's it's I look at it as a, a pretty much an honor. And, and and a blessing to influence people, you know what I'm saying? Because I was influenced by some Yeah, by and then, then the thing like, is, they're going to end up influencing somebody else, so it's kind of exactly. just going on. Yeah, it's a domino effect. Cause I was influenced by the likes of, um, of course, I got to admit, Dr. Dre, uh, and, and the, the predecessors to those, cause me and Dr. Dre pretty much the same age. And before that, you know, uh, Quincy Jones and uh, Barry Gordy and McFadden and Whitehead. Those are my true because I'm I'm really a, a a musician, really. You know what I'm saying? And um, cause I had college, I, I marched in the band from, well, I, I played in school bands from fifth grade all, all the way through college. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a, I'm a real musician. So I was actually gonna ask you what some ways that you think, uh, as far as like any new artists, new producers listening to this show, what are some ways they can improve their craft? Is it by studying actual music? Yeah. I would say go as far back as you can. Know your history. That's the thing about it. Be, be a historian when it comes to your craft, no matter what it is. If you play football, go all the way back to, uh, you know, what, what you call Jim it. Brown. Uh, 
Jim Brown, you understand what I'm saying? Um, OJ. And, <laughs> OJ and, 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 and Dick Buckets and yeah. all that. You know what I'm saying? Go back to the greats and learn what they did, especially without the technology that we have now. Because technology now simplifies and, and it's just like a, a microwave. You can just press the button versus, you know, or you can go and get a, 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 pre, a pre-cooked meal from the frozen section. You don't have to cook it from scratch. You know what I'm saying? I figured that, you know, instant, what they call it? Uh, instant gratification. Yeah, yeah, instant gratification is, is is really fucked a lot of shit up, to be honest with you. And the thing is, and now you got a lot of kids, like even my, my, my daughter, she's 12 years old. And a lot of the stuff she don't like because, you know, it's, it's, I think it's the frequencies that's going on with it now. We moved, we moved away from the 432 frequency that where music used to be mixed at. And I think we got into another frequency, which I think is, should I say, I'm going to say what it is, demonic. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and it suggests certain thing, things in the subconscious. You understand what I'm saying? And music is powerful. And I heard that before. Food, I yeah, heard that before. And it's the most powerful thing of, of, of hypnosis there is. You know what I'm saying? So, and when we got away from the 432 frequency, I think that that's what really got everybody into this robotic, um, um, should I say, um, duplicated, replicated, you know, thinking going slow over. Down. Yeah. And, and, and everybody's doing it, everybody's sounding alike. Even like some of these artists right now, I can't tell you who they are, except for the likes of Kendrick Lamar. I respect him a lot. Tyler the Creator, I mentioned him earlier. And and be honest when which when I first heard Drake, I thought he was Lil Wayne. Just be honest with Drake. Drake. Mm-hmm. I thought he was Lil Wayne because he had that nasal, you know, thing going on with him, you know what I'm saying? But Drake is a dope artist, by the way, but you know, a lot of these guys out here right now, I can't tell who they are because you know, they all sound the same. And then, um, speaking of that, you mentioned, I was going to say, so what do you think about, like, a lot of artists nowadays, like, uh, you know, people look up to them as far as their music, but, but we have so many social issues going on, and when you ask them about a social issue, they always say some stupid shit. Like, they'll be like, oh, racism don't affect me, or just some dumb shit. Like, it's like they don't connect to their fans. Like, what's your opinion on that? My opinion on that is that they, they got gag orders. Hmm. They got gag orders from the, uh, you know, the, the people yeah. from top brass. Mm. You understand? They have gag orders and certain things. They they have reservations so far as to speak on. They know certain things, and then they 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 have certain things that they have commitments to that may be life threatening or whatever. I don't know what the case may be, but um, that's just my assumption and my intuition, and usually my intuition is on point. And um, and sometimes I can be wrong, and I I hope I. But I would I say like, wrong. cause how you were saying like music is so powerful. So what's the point of of I don't know. I just figured like, what's the point of of being out there with music? Then once you're out there, you can't even speak on matters that matter. It kind of like, it, it kind of like defeats the purpose to me. The being being an artist and you know getting out there. Because it's about controlling, about mass control, man. Hmm. You know, if you know about MK Ultra is real, bro. Yeah, MK Ultra is real, and music is one of the most powerful devices for MK Ultra. Like I said earlier, it taps into the subconscious. 
You know what I'm saying? And symbols, you know what I'm saying? Like if you watch TV, symbols and colors and color patterns and stuff like that, those tap into the subconscious as well. You're like, you know, you're looking at certain stuff and certain uh, uh, geometry and stuff like that that's on TV, you know, it it, it taps into the, uh, the cerebral, hmm. you know what I'm saying? Into that pineal, you know what I'm saying? And then you don't even know that you're being affected by it till later on and it's too late. You know what I'm saying the weak mind and and that's not that's not protected by our creator will be will succumb to it. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to be prayed up, you have to believe in the higher power and 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 do what does say does he says. Other than that, you know, like I'm saying, like they say, a man who don't stand for something will what? Fall for everything. There that's, you go. But that's why I like uh I saw an interview you was talking about Pimp C, but that's why I like I like I, you know country rap tunes so like Pimp C, A Ball, UK, P. Because I feel like with a lot of rappers is like you can talk about the streets, but you also got to kind of put some game in it. And if you ain't put no game in, it, it's like what are you doing? You're just kind of just glorifying the drug life or whatever. So I always think like yeah, you can talk about that stuff, but you always got to kind of bring it back and tell like Pimp C used to do. He'll, he'll they do one day here, then they day you gone, you know stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's called commentary. Yeah, it's called, it's called social commentary. And the thing is, um, what it is, it's because hip hop. That's the nineties, and, and uh, Easy E warns about it, and that's why they, they took him up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Easy E warns about it. And there, there's a point that he says, you know, it's floating on the internet. That he's talking about it, and he's talking in code, you know what I'm saying? But those who are intelligent enough and spiritually enough to pick up on what he was saying, he's telling you what was going on. And what it is, gangster rap, gangster rap, okay, is being infiltrated a long time ago by the, the Kazarians, you know what I'm saying? The Ashkenazi. You know what I'm saying? Who who controlled this whole thing? You know what I'm saying? And what they did, what they what they're the masters of, is taking what we created and turning it against us. You dig what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. My bad. They're the master of taking what we create, and they they know how to scientifically turn it on us. You know what I'm saying? Like they did with rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, they they study us to where they know us better than us. You get what I'm talking about? So they took that and used it for the prison industrial complex. You ever heard of that? Yeah. The prison industrial complex. Because they know that the, the youth the young, the young adults, they listen to this music, and a lot of these kids are influenced by. Case in point, let me give you one. Let me give you one prime example. You remember, one one rapper was saying, uh, "What was the name of this drink? This drink, uh, Belvedere." Remember when Bel, when some rapper was oh, talking Jay-Z. about, remember saying Belvedere, and everybody went to go get Belvedere. Yeah. One rapper was talking about Swisher Sweets. Now everybody started rolling Swisher Sweets. One rapper say I wear uh, Versace. Now everybody want to wear Versace. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So there, that means it's called art imitate life and life imitates art. So these kids want to be hip. They want to be like their heroes. They want to be like these um, people that they, they, you know, they, they're big fans of. So they they go to emulating these people. You know what I'm saying? They go to walking like them, talking like them, getting their hair cut like them. You understand what I'm saying? And they do, you know, they, they speak their language. The next thing you know, they become these people. They embody these people. Hmm. You understand hmm. what I'm talking about? Just like case in point, we could look at Kobe Bryant. Who did he embody? Jordan. And there you go. And who did and who did um uh what is his name? LeBron embody? Jordan and everybody else before him. Kobe included. You understand what I'm saying? And Kyrie plays just like Kobe. You understand what I'm saying? So that and, and with that being said. They knew the science of that. Hmm. So what they did, they put certain people in place and per- pull certain people to the side and say, here's your assignment. Hmm. We need more of this content. You know, the, the big record execs who, who, who cut the checks, you know, at the Universals, you know what I'm saying, the Sonys and all this type of stuff. We need more of this content. And what they do, they by, by using that content, these guys go to acting out that content, hmm. even though some of these guys never sold a bag of dope in their life. You understand what I'm saying? So what they did, they took with NWA. NWA was really the, the street reporters. You know, they weren't doing all that. They just were speaking in first person, and and that's what that's why you know hip hop is so you know so it is so unfair. The uh, the rap that we get, like C Murder and Free C Murder, Free Mac, that they use our lyrics against us. You know just, what I'm saying? Just but, speaking it, just the reporters. But then you have actors acting it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know they're seeing the sounds and the sights. You understand what I'm saying? And you got video games. You understand what I'm talking about? So it's it, it just unfair, man. And, and it, it just it's just a messed up day in, in time, man, because they're using what, what we... Everything that, that we use, that, that we create, they use to destroy us. And I would say, but uh, speaking of that, I'll, that's why I, I kind of look where hip-hop going. So how do you, what do you think some things, I guess, like my generation, because I'm like 30, 35. So what are some things my generation can do to kind of like preserve the culture? Because I feel like eventually, like you said, it's going to be like rock and roll. Then it's over, we got to come up with something new. Study, man. Study and resist temptation. You know what I'm saying? Study and um, de- develop, if you already have one, just as strong a relationship with God as possible, man. Because once you stay on course with him, you know, then you, you'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Pray it up. Stay in the spirit and, and get that intent together. Get those intentions together hmm. and study yourself. You know, do more internal study of find out who you are. As opposed to who you want to be on the outside. You see a reflection of somebody. Of course, we are all influenced by somebody. But who, you, you understand what I'm saying? Right. But we got to really dig in deep into ourselves. And that what creates uniqueness amongst, you know, on the playing field. Because now, if you don't find out who yourself, who yourself is, you're going to become somebody else that you're not. You understand what I'm talking about? So, and I think, and also study just study, 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 man. Study the world. Study stuff outside of music. 
study subject matter outside of music because if you're going to have lyrical content, you know what I'm saying, and then you're going to influence multitudes of people, you got to be responsible for those people who you influence. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? We creating the society by the people because, you know, like some people say, even myself, I didn't ask, I didn't purposely want to be a role model because I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a perfect person. So, you know, I have a lot of imperfections, but people still were rolling. Like you said yourself, you were influenced by my music. And that's why I have to be careful about what I say, what I do, because the kids are watching. And it's just like you in your house, you could be cussing around your kid. Next thing you know, your kid's cussing. You know what I'm saying? They don't know no better. That's the language. That's It's called classical conditioning. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? You learn that in psychology 101. You know what I'm saying? It's the Pavlov experiment when, you know, when they, when they show how things are products of their environment. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And now that we have the internet, see, the environment could be on a device now. Because some, some kids... That's all. That's their whole world. These, Social media, and it's, it ain't even the real world. Smart device. You know what I'm I saying? Their heads, are, their heads are down, looking at it, and then whoop, whoop, whoop. Instead of looking up at the sky and seeing all these chemtrails and they breathing all these nano, <laughs> nanoparticles in. You know what I'm saying? And wondering why everybody going crazy. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Study the world around you, man. So, what are some and, of your interests? Huh? What are some of your interests? What do you mean? Like you were talking about studying, like what are some things you like to study and read about? I like to study, like I'm saying, I like to study about the world around me, man. I, I like to study about my environment and how it affects me. You know what I'm saying? Because your environment does affect you. You know, on a microcosm level and a macrocosm level. You understand? So I'm, I'm about studying that environment and, you know, and digging into myself and seeing, who you know, Constantly, every day, just knowing who I am. And then, what's a good book you would like to recommend? The Quran. Hmm. The Quran. Actually, isn't it? It's like the Egyptian Bible, right? Nah, it's nothing Egyptian about it. Okay. It's a clarifying. It's a clarifying book of books that came before it. How you say it? The Quran. Oh, the Quran. Q Q U apostrophe R A N. Oh. Kur Quran. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. So that's it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that I, I recommend that. Other books I recommend would be uh Art of War. Another one I would recommend would be uh uh who's this one? Uh uh 40 Laws of Power. Yeah. Definitely recommend that one. Robert Greene. Robert Greene. And he got other books. Third yeah, Street, Strategies War, of War, Artist Seduction. Yeah, he seduction. got that one with 50 too, the 50 of Power. 50, yeah. definitely 50. And uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of course. And uh, what's this other one? Um, what's his name? It's called Khalil Gilbrand. What's the name of this book? Uh, um, the author named Khalil. Let me, let me put it up right quick while we're on. I always forget about this um, book, the title of this book. Khalil Gilbrand. Let me go look. Technology is so amazing. Watch this. Khalil Gilbrand. <laughs> okay, Khalil Gilbrand. The name of that book. I'm about to pull it up right now. Uh, he got several books, but this is the one that I read. 
recommend the most. Uh, and what's the name of this book? One is called A Prophet. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of the other one? I think that's it, The Prophet. Yeah, it is The Prophet. P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Prophet. All right, man. So what would you like to say to all your fans, people that have been supporting your career since back in the day, man? Like 20, 30 man, years. I, man, what I like to say to my fans is, man, I love y'all, number one. And God bless y'all. And I would like to say thank y'all, man, for all the support and believing in me, you know what I'm saying? And I don't give a fuck if it's five fans or five million fans. I, I appreciate y'all, you know, because without that appreciation, people wouldn't know about me. You understand what I'm saying? And and uh, I'm, I'm just thankful, man. I, I say thank y'all. And, and to be the best you could be, man. Be the best you could be, fans. And, uh, you know, be better than me. You know what I'm saying? Supersede what I did. Take what I did and, and, and my, my colleagues and the people who are in this industry and make your own thing out of it. Don't be me, be you. You know what I'm saying? Take some of what, some from me, some from KL, some from uh, Kanye, some from, you know, from people before us, like I said earlier, the Quincy Jones. Go find out who Quincy Jones was. Go find out who McFadden and, McFadden and Whitehead was. You, you'll, be, you'll be very fascinated by this music that you don't even know you was influenced Yeah, because I'm the ones that came from Philly, right? Yeah, Philly. Yeah, they had yeah. a nice little Philly sound back then, too. Yeah, and Leon Huff. Can't forget Leon Huff. You know what I'm saying? Gambling Huff, you know? Yeah. They, they were good guys, man. So they, they put out some real, real good music, which I really influenced by. Go find out who, find out what really happened to Otis Redding. What really happened to Sam Cooke. You know, do your research, you know what I'm well, saying? Really what happened really happened to Michael happened. Jackson. <laughs> what really happened, you know, exactly. Go find out what really happened, you know. You know, don't take, and another thing, and also, please don't, don't take, take things at face value. You know what I'm saying? Like, people could look at me and be like, oh, he, he's a clown-ass nigga. But when, you, when I open my mouth and you run up on me, then you'll find out something real different. You know what I'm saying? People could look at, well, that, that dude that, you know, like you said earlier, like you asked me a question, what, what, what did I do? The things that I did, no limit so far, the content and the way I delivered it, was it done intentionally? Yeah, it was done intentionally. So you can be catch, so I can catch your motherfucking ass slipping and bust your head <laughs> on some real shit. Huh. Run, up, run up on me if you want to. You know what I'm saying? But it is, it is, and that's and that's no threat. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know, never like they said, never judge a what book by its cover. There you go. You got to read the contents. All right, man. And I want to say is. thank you for coming through politics with me. I really appreciate it. All right, Chris, man. And, 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 it is, and I'm obliged and I appreciate you for having me on, man. And, and God bless you on the rest of your endeavors. I see you going places, my brother. Thank you. And what's your uh, Twitter so they can hit you up? Yeah, my Twitter is everything is at the mob dick. At T-H-E-M-O-B-D-I-C-K. Everything. Yeah. And then we gotta play a game, man. I'm playing you, you. You the first guest, man. I got a new game, so it's called a rabbit hole. So you gotta wow. get, you gotta give me somebody to interview. I'm gonna write their name down right now, and then we'll get the contact later. But I'm gonna interview them. So then uh, when I interview them, they are gonna give me somebody. Then we are gonna just keep going and see where it go. Okay, let me think of somebody. It could be whoever. It don't even gotta be like an uh, artist. It can be an uh, author, whoever. Okay, let me. I had somebody. Let me, let me, let me be careful. 
Let me go. <laughs> Can they say haste makes waste? Yeah. Okay. Um. Hmm. It could be your artist. It could be whoever. I'll tell you what. I got a guy by the name that I'm, de- that I'm dealing with right now. He's a stand-up guy, and um, I like him, man. A real good guy. Good person. And he and he's overdue. He, he's overdue. He's just due. And his name is Zone 4 Nut. I had him on him. And he's on he's on social, he's on Instagram, so go look look him up. Zone four nut and tell him Moby Dick sent you. Alright, so I got him. Alright, man. Anything else you want to leave the listeners with? Uh tell him uh go go find me on all my content. I got new material post no limit. You know what I'm saying? And um I got every on on, on every digital download store, Amazon. MP3, iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play, uh, everything. Go on and Google me. Look, look, look me up under those things. I got new material that you y'all will be pleased. You know what I'm saying? And you know it's, it got the trademark Moby Dick thing and signed to it and sound to it, and also some stuff that you didn't know I could do. You know what yeah, I'm saying? We, so, we're gonna put some of it on this interview right here, though. So they're gonna be able to listen at least a couple tracks on this interview. Already, so look, look, look me up, man, on, on iTunes and all that type of stuff. And you spell my name is there's no Y in my name, okay? No Y, it's three different words <laughs> M O space B dot D I C K. My bad, M O space B dot space D I C K. And that's how you can find me. Thanks for listening to Popolitikin.com, a self-help meets hip-hop brand. If you are an artist or business owner wanting to be featured on Popolitikin.com, contact us at Popolitikin at gmail.com. That's P-O-P-O-L-I-T-I-C-K-I-N at gmail.com. Or text 760-717-5803. If you're a listener that enjoys the show and wants to support, you can donate to popolitikin.com via paypal.com. Please send donations to popolitikin at gmail.com. Any amount will be helpful in continuing to create quality content and shows. As always, check out popolitikin.com for past episodes. Make sure you subscribe to Popolitikin on iTunes, YouTube, Podomatic, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.